Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about AI and content marketing, how to unite them because AI today it's a regular tool and can help and support content creation process to get much faster and better results. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Chisam. How are you? Hey, I'm Natali. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We chatted a little bit because we record this episode on Friday to have the special feeling and I check out a few studies. <laughs> If you wanna get more money from your clients, from your boss, ask on Friday because of the special <laughs> feeling. Uh, weekend is coming, so yeah. If you wanna increase money, just ask on Friday. And I use this method. You no, know, I procrastinate to send reports uh, and something like this. Uh, that because. If I do it on Friday, it's a big chance to increase payments and get more results. Chisholm, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, remind our listeners because we have new listeners and uh, I enjoy learning from you from our first podcast. You shared a video for my SEO course. Uh, so valuable. So before we start, just tell more about yourself. I'm back, guys. Uh, my name is Chisholm. I'm Chisholm Wanane. I am a blogger and I'm also an SEO specialist. I, um, I have uh, over 25,000 students on Udemy. And yeah, I always uh, love to teach people about different things happening in the digital marketing space. A lot of updates going on these days too. And I'm very privileged and I'm pleased to be the one telling you guys today about AI and content marketing. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, Chisam, uh, my first question about uh, AI. You know, uh, most content creators complain that AI is a rewriting tool the best rewriting tool ever great grammar <laughs> looks great but nothing special nothing new ai can cheat some tools that will show 100 uniqueness but it uh, ai can cheat people you know who can find the same content similar content in the top 10 and uh, it's not creative so can you tell how to use it right because i see when content creators overuse ai but i think if you use it right you can get results uh, so any tips about that yeah so one of the things about ai most especially chat gpt since a lot of people these days that is what they use it's free and uh, it's open ai i know now they have a, like a, a new model where you have to pay for certain things um so but the ai right is the is that you have to always put in that human element in there. So as much as you might rely on ChatGPT or you might rely on Jasper AI or any other AI tool to do some work for you, it's very easy for it to get detected, but it can only work when you yourself as the human, you yourself as the blogger, decides to go in there and manipulate some things in there. So for example, it's not it doesn't make a lot of sense for you to go use ChatGPT or Jasper AI to write a full uh 2500 word blog post anybody who reads blog posts often can tell that it was written by ai so instead what you want to use you to do is you want to ask it certain questions like subheading questions and then as it answers it you go in there and use your own input and you go in there and classify some things for example one of the major things in chat gpt that is like a flaw in chat gpt if you ask chat gpt a question and chat gpt answers it in a certain format if you ask ChatGPT another question, it's going to answer it again in that same certain format. So people can easily tell 
that he used an AI to actually write that. So if you go to a person's blog post, you might see words like furthermore or overall at the end of uh, in ending a blog post. So anybody who's used to writing um, articles and things, they can tell it's AI. So there always has to be that human element. Think about the way you speak to a person and ask yourself on a normal note, will I ever use a word like this? And then from there, you will know whether or not to rely on that or not. Mm-hmm. Can you tell how to craft these prompts? Uh, because, you know, uh, I remember when Elon Musk asked ChatGPT uh, and uh, he shared uh, his question on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, I spent like a few times to read his question to understand what Elon <laughs> wanna get. Uh, and after that, he started to criticize AI that uh, it's dangerous for a human being. Uh, mm-hmm. He signed this letter and it's interesting. Okay, if you have this mind, that's okay. You can feel like that. But when he got it that he can't change uh, the evolution, he bought uh, expensive equipment on Twitter uh to develop ai so you know uh in one day he criticized in second day he decided to develop this technology interested okay anyway uh what i've learned from elon musk how uh he asked question it's not like simple question how to play guitar how to lose weight yeah he asked uh hard question uh, and ChatGPT gave this unique answer. Can you tell how to create these prompts, you know, to s- ask the right questions uh, to get unique answers? So, for example, for us bloggers and even for people too who create uh, YouTube videos and things, you might have a script or an outline that you have to follow in order for you to uh, get something, in order for you to um, create your blog post and things like that or your YouTube video. So, for example, in a structured blog post, a transactional blog post, like a list blog post, let's say you're talking about best uh, travel companies and things like that. The first thing you're going to have to do is you have your um, introduction. Then you have a question. What is a travel company? That would have to be there. Then you have to then start listing everything out before you then go to conclusion and FAQs. So what you want to do is you want to get that down you might want to do your own research but now as ai is getting smarter it's able to give you outlines for a blog post topic but you want to get your own outlines and things like that and then you then want to ask the ai um the question what is chat gpt jasper or any other content uh marketing software now the question but you don't want to ask it a direct question so for example let's say you're looking for an alternative to uh Bluehost. Bluehost is a WordPress hosting site. So, and you have a list, you have SiteGround and you have OVH and things like that. You're not just going to go and ask ChatGPT, um, what is OVH? ChatGPT is just going to give you a definition. It, it can scrap from different outputs on the internet. So you want to ask very specific questions. How does um, SiteGround rival with Bluehost? And then when ChatGPT then gives you the answer, you you read it through, make sure it's not giving you a bunch of repetitive words because he can really do that. And then you want to take it there, make your own edits on it, and then add it. That's the way it works. So that is a way to um, prepare those kind of prompts. It's you doing it. So that's why I always say, as of right now, we might think AI is taking over. It's really not taking over. It's still, it's still a little bit not that smart. It relies a lot on us as humans to make certain interactions with it. You always need that same human element of preparing a script, preparing an outline before you go ahead 
and execute. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, you know, I found that podcasters um, uh, usually have uh, expensive microphones. But when I look uh, on your screen, I can see, you know, uh, high resolution uh, <laughs> video. So can you tell what kind Okay, uh, just uh, the question outside our topic, but uh, to, you know, to satisfy my curiosity, what kind of camera do you use uh, to get this uh, high resolution in live stream? Oh, so uh, the type of camera music, this actually comes directly from my computer. I use a HP laptop. Yeah, it comes directly from it. The only difference is I'm sitting right in front of a place that has direct sunlight. So as ah, it has okay. direct sunlight, it, it just pretty much reflects directly on me and stuff. I don't use any ring. Uh, I don't use a ring stand. I don't use an external microphone because I find a lot of external microphones might have, uh, they might make buggy sounds. And then uh, I just sit right in front of it and I just make sure I face the sun and the laptop faces you or the camera faces you. You face the sun and then that's it oh nice yeah so yeah. yeah to find the right place okay <laughs> okay let's get back to the main topic uh can you tell how to find the balance between uh, editing and uh generating on chat gpt because you know for example i keep uh writing myself i love writing uh, and I can rely on ChatGPT. I played a lot with prompts, but I got it. For me, it's better to edit with ChatGPT because I can send this mess, you know, this uh, all my thoughts uh, without structure. And ChatGPT can provide a good job, you know, to mm -hmm. uh, create the structure, to edit my uh, context. I usually ask prompts like, uh, please uh, edit, but don't lose uh, the meaning, what mm -hmm. I am saying. So can you tell your balance uh, between manual job and automation with uh, ai so um the thing with ai i also use ai too to, i also use a chat gpt for my blog post so am i right uh, there's just as much there's just a, a certain capacity to which a human being can think when they're writing especially when you write a blog post almost every single week um so your mind might be so i might type a thing like uh, two sentences then i will take that and go over to chat gpt and be like uh, rewrite and expand for me, or I'll be like, expand on these two sentences for me. And then chat GPT using its own, uh, using what is what it can grab from different sources, it's going to go ahead and add that up for me. There's, that is much more different than a person just going straight up, asking chat GPT a prompted question, has now provided the content itself, and then, expect, and then relies on chat GPT to pretty much create a post out of that question itself. So that is what really makes it different. It's the same thing too you do with your editing. So you go to ChatGPT, tell it, hey, don't lose the meaning of this sentence right here. Edit this for me and expand on it for me. And then ChatGPT is able, as I said, because it's machine learning. So it, it picks up, it learns directly from whatever, from input, and then it then gives output. And then, so it's able to then take from different sources put that together and help you properly edit your post prepared in such a way that makes it look like an expert blogger actually wrote it. So that's the difference. One is in itself, you've provided the content itself. You've already gotten some parts of the content done and then giving it to chat GPT to do some work and almost like proofreading and adding onto it. And the other one is just pretty much using chat GPT as a way just to create the content directly and stuff like that, which is pretty much what a lot of, um, SEO experts typically tend to frown, uh, frown upon. 
Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell about uh, creating uh, the right content strategy uh, for companies? You know, because I still see when uh, companies replicate competitors, they check out how competitors get traffic. But you know, your competitors might have their strong sides, their unique selling proposition. And uh, some topics are overwhelmed and overpriced. For example, if I write an article, uh, how to lose weight, by the way, I can't write this article because it's not my main direction. But anyway, yeah. uh, let's imagine I can create high quality content or hire someone else who can write this topic. But how I can compete with many other great websites online, uh, especially about weight loss supplements. I think these companies cost like a, a billion dollars. So yeah. can you tell how to create the right strategy today if we have AI and consider that AI can help with uh, content creation? Oh, yeah. So the what, we, what you're going to do with this, right? You're going to have to prepare and ask yourself this question. What is the goal of the content you want to create? Because Ghana, the days where a person just creates a bunch of content so that Google uh, recognizes them. These days, Google is now going more and more by specificity. So let's say you want to create a transactional post. Transactional posts are typically posts like list posts, like top 10 this or top 15 that, or things like reviews, like review posts of a particular product or a particular service. Or you want to create stuff like um, an informational post, like how to post or why type of post so you're gonna choose it now let's say you're a person who goes into the um laptop space if you go creating top 10 laptops under one thousand dollars the chances of you ranking on google the first page of google is very low because you're competing with uh places like pc mag and a lot of all these other big um companies that have been writing forever they have a huge team of bloggers and also they also do a lot of link building link building is still important in 2023 so this they'll also do a lot of link building so that's difficult for you and because your da is also low so instead what you want to do is you want to be specific when it comes to writing on google if you're a new blogger or you're just or you're intermediate and things like that you don't have a lot of people or you don't have a lot of resources on your hand you want to focus more on reviewing specific products or services that way it's very easy for you to rank that way it's very easy for you to um, stay on the first page of google so for example let's say there's a new weight loss product that came out last week and it's called weight loss 3.0 you have a better chance of ranking for it when you just write about you know weight loss 3.0 review and um, publish it on uh on your blog than for you to go put in stuff like top 10 weight loss pills that's a difference so you always have to remember the same structure and yes you can use ai to assist you in writing that post obviously you're gonna have always have some knowledge by uh um of things by yourself and if the product itself is new and things like that the ai might not really have a lot of information about it but you can always use it to not expand on a topic and stuff just like we just talked about in which you're using ai as a way to edit and expand rather than just generating a topic so this is where AI can really assist you, especially if you're a person who just started out or you're a person who's intermediate, you don't have a lot of resources. You can create an outline for your blog post. You can give a couple sentences and then you can ask whether it's ChatGPT, Jasper, or any other AI tool to help you expand on it. And the AI will help you prepare an in-depth blog post that you can then publish and then can land you a better chance of ranking on the first page of Google. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I found that you are active with YouTube. You film videos uh, on Udemy. So can you tell how AI can help with video content creation? So do you use AI to help with the process or uh, any tips how it can help? Oh, yeah. So uh, with with, um, with filming on YouTube or anything that deals with multimedia and things like that, AI can help when it comes to creating the script. That is where AI helps because, I mean, now um, I've even heard that there are new um, tools that, um, new AI tools that can help you edit your videos. Um, I know of uh, an AI tool that people use to um, create videos from text and things like that, uh, pictures, I believe is the name, Synthesia and things like that. So um, AI can really help you when it comes to preparing a script. So you can keep chat GPT things like, hey, um, I'm creating a video on such and such topic. Um, ex- um, what are things I need to respect when creating a video on it? It's going to tell you. Then from there, you can then go ahead, take out a piece of paper or go to your Google Docs, and then you can then prepare your script and then ask Chat GPT to edit it or to expand on it a little bit so you can give people more in-depth things. Another thing you can use AI to do is to prepare your headings. So when it comes to YouTube and, and uh, a lot of any multimedia platform, you need to have a very catchy title. And you also need to have an in-depth description. So chat gpt or any ai tool can really help you create things like that that you know will help you get more clicks more views and all those type of things that are good for you ah you unhide my secrets (laughs) 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 because uh, you know i use ai to uh, create these titles descriptions you know i usually ask please create 10 variants uh, and i can choose one variant so yeah uh, okay, it's not my secret. Everyone uses. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have the question about creating non-boring content. You know, it's interesting. For example, check out data. Uh, 80% of users uh, bounce uh, videos on YouTube in the first 20 seconds. Uh, people read only 5% of all books, I mean, like the average data. Uh, bounce rate uh, in website content more than uh, 50%, so it depends, sometimes even 90%. Uh, and uh, I uh, investigated why things happening like this. Uh, and in most cases, because content is boring. You know, for example, if I take any book from Jack London, uh, Hemingway, you know, I can feel that I'm part of the journey. I can read this book, I can mm-hmm. enjoy, I can live on this book. You know, I can forget about meal, water, anything about sleep because I'm on this book. I love it. Uh, but most business content is boring. You know, when you uh, take a new business book, uh, you know, these books are great for sleeping. When you have problem with sleep, just read it before night. You know, if you have problem, guys, you can save money with uh, pills, medicine. Can you tell how to create non-boring content, you know, in business niche in B2B? Yes. So when it comes to creating non-boring content, you always have to think about the type of tone that is going to be used in it. So let's say you're creating a blog post. Writing blog posts in a professional manner and writing it in a way you be you used to talk to people who are on the board of director meeting is not going to work for the average person who wants to read your blog post. You want to talk to people in a way that is exciting. So going back to the topic of, again of AI, you can go into ChatGPT or any of these new AI tools and you can take your boring piece of content, go in there and say, write this 
in an exciting tone that gets a person to read it. And it's going to go in there, it's going to look at the words, it's going to manipulate it in a way that makes it exciting, even for a 14-year-old while they're reading it, for them to stay on it. When it comes to um, YouTube content, in order for you to make it interesting, you have to add things like um, nice um, cuts, annotations, and things like that. So you might have to use, a, I know a lot of business professionals don't like using memes and things, but nothing, if something is trending at the moment, nothing stops you from just popping up a face of something and putting it back down. It doesn't stop you. Adding music in there also helps, you know, mm -hmm. not just sitting down and just talking directly with them also helps. So looking side to side and there's like your camera facing you on the side like that, it also keeps people engaged. Nowadays too, when you have like YouTube shorts, you have people that as they're talking, they're having the text appear on the screen and things like that for people to read. That also helps. So yeah, your content does not have to be boring. You can use, uh, when it comes to blog posts, you can use AI to make it more exciting. And when it comes to video, it's all about you because uh, these uh, people are not yet used to listening to AI videos or watching AI videos just yet. So it's all about you and your own action and what you take. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about another element that it's a must have in content creation, simplicity. You know, when I open apple.com, I can see only iPhone, nothing else. Uh, Apple has many products, Apple Watch, uh, MacBook, AirPods, but I only see Apple iPhone and a few words make difference. I don't know, something like this. Uh, but uh, when I check out other landing pages from small companies, they submit a lot of words products, features, you know, so uh, it might confuse. And uh, for example, I remember the first uh, advertisement about AirPod when Steve Jobs uh, created this AirPod and uh, the message was like a thousand songs in your pocket, not 10 <laughs> gigabytes in your pocket, <laughs> yeah, thousand songs. So no, can you tell how to create such messages, simple messages that people uh, understand can uh imagine you know because you know for example um it's the same when uh i watch new presentation uh bmw you know a new model you know i i get the feeling i need to own this bmw uh sometimes i can't because it's expensive but anyway i i, I have the feeling i need to uh, i want to have it you know so can you tell how to create this feeling in your uh advertisement <laughs> oh yeah one of the things you have to focus a lot on is copywriting Copywriting mm -hmm. is very important when it comes to um, advertisement. It's very important when it comes to having to, wanting to sell something, create a sales speech for people. So AI, as we're talking about, can really help you with this. Gonna the days where you're gonna go ahead, you wanna just sell something as common as this pen, and they are gonna go ahead and write, oh, contains blue ink. On the side of the body, it contains this and that. Nobody wants, nobody cares. Nobody is going straight for that and stuff like that. With proper copywriting, you'll be able to convince a person in two sentences or less to buy this. Now, obviously, you might have a huge landing page of some other contents and things because you want to rank on Google. So you might have a lot of things like that. But when it comes to getting something done, selling something on the spot, the first two sentences itself should be good enough to convince whoever is looking at it to go right ahead and purchase. 
So this is where ChatGPT can help you. This is where Jasper can help you. You can go in there and say, hey, create, you're going to have to pick, create 10 different catchy descriptions that can sell a pen. Let's say it's a pen you're selling and they're going to give you different variations. You can then mix and match the different options that they've given you in order for you to then get the perfect tone to do it. And this is also to where A-B split testing comes in. A lot of A-B split testing when it comes to it. So you can use things like Hotjar to track how people interact with your uh, website and interact with words like that. Are they staying on it and reading it? And also looking at your Google Analytics and seeing how fast people bounce off without even make um, having a lot of interactions with things like this. So I think what we're starting to see is that content marketing, especially on the monetized side of content marketing, is moving away from vanity metrics like traffic like even sessions and things like that and going more and more into conversions you know goal fulfillments and and things of that nature so copywriting is very important when it comes to this and as i said the first two sentences just like apple does has to be good enough to convince anybody who's looking at it to want to buy on the spot Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Love it, love it. Yeah, I need to test it uh, to ask uh, ChatGPT uh, to provide this message in two sentences. Yeah, nice. Uh, let's talk about uh, emotions. You know, uh, I see when content creators criticize ChatGPT, probably Jasper, I don't know, about that uh, AI have no emotions or can't replicate human emotions, human touch. Uh, but you mentioned that if you ask the right questions, it can, you know. So can you tell, uh, because, you know, 75% uh, of all customers' decisions are emotions. And uh, I remember when I watched new presentation uh, about Apple Watch, you know, Tim Cook uh, mm -hmm. shared this Apple Watch. Uh, and, you know, Tim Cook uh, shared three stories how Apple Watch uh, helped uh, different people. Now, I, uh, he didn't share features about this Apple Watch, how this Apple Watch is great. You can find these features if you are tech geek, so on website. Yeah. But uh, he shared three stories. And after watching this presentation, I got the feeling I need to own this Apple Watch. Uh, after that, I bought three pairs for me, for my son, for my wife, because these guys probably kill me, you know, if I buy only for myself. <laughs> but you know, uh, anyway, he uh, didn't sell me this Apple Watch. He sold me solution, you know, uh, that can simplify my life, improve quality of life, uh, decide my problem. So can you tell about emotions, how to create content by touching emotions? Yes. So one of the best ways to do it is do what Tim Cook did. What he did was he looked at examples of how Apple Watch had helped people. He looked at news uh, news articles and things of a situation where a person, um, their heart, I believe their heart blood, their blood pressure was going up and stuff, and then they were alerted that they were, their heart was uh, beating too fast yeah. and things like that. He was able to use that to sell it. So what you want to do is you can go into this AI tools and ask questions like, um, find around to see how such and such tool had helped people get better. So for example, let's say this pen, find around how, let's, let me call this pen, pen A. Find around how pen A had helped um, a person land a good business deal. 
had helped a, a realtor sell a $1 million home. Things like this help you build case studies. So it, so when it comes to um, then using um, AI tools as a way to sell, as a way to bring out people's emotions, you have to go after what a lot of people tend to care about, which is health, wealth, relationships, and money. So if you can use the AI prompt, that's the AI prompt questions that falls under any of these four categories to find out how a specific tool, a specific service, a specific product, you know, has a person get, get better, their wealth, their health, their wealth, their personal relationships, then in it, then from there, you'll be able to spark people's emotions. And uh, I'm telling you, you will not be able to differentiate between a human's um, writing and AI's writing. You won't be able to differentiate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, let's talk about mistakes. You know, uh, I made a lot of mistakes by creating content. I keep doing them. I don't know another way how to learn uh, because I think everyone starts from best practices, Somewhere. generic strategies. Mm -hmm. Then we need to adapt to create something new according to experience after acquiring experience. But, you know, I see two different ways. Uh, for example, Gary Vee, many other great experts can tell about consistency. You need to be consistent. I remember Jack London wrote a book, uh, Martin Eden, about a guy who didn't have any education, but he overcame many great offers with consistency. He wrote every single day uh, to craft his skills. Uh, but I see when people uh, confuse uh, consistency and frequency, you know, because today quality is key. Uh, consistency doesn't mean that you need to write every single day. Yeah, uh, no, sorry. You you need you need to write, but uh, it depends what kind of writing. For example, uh, uh, I found uh, Brian Dean. Uh, he usually posts uh, like one time a month, not a lot. Mm, yeah. But uh, but you know what I found. Uh, he posted one time on LinkedIn that uh, he writes a plus thousand words a day, and he wrote like uh, three hundred thousand words uh, in a year. Uh, so uh, he didn't post this content on uh, his blog. He probably he can write emails, he can write many other stuff, but it can help to improve skills. For example, if you wanna become a great sportsman, you need to train every single yeah. day even two times a day, three times a day. So can you tell how to understand frequency, consistency, and to find the right balance, what you can post and what can help to improve your skills? Yes. So a lot of people, as you said, they tend to mistake. They tend to believe that with consistency is that the quality is going to be low and that um, things are not going to get better. This is the mistake people keep making, especially a lot of bloggers. A lot of people believe that if they just write once per month or they just write once per month on their blog and do nothing, then all of a sudden their, their um, traffic or their sessions are going to skyrocket. That's not what's going to happen. By by you writing whether it's once per week, once per month, once a day, no matter what, you still have to go on other places to write. That's why there's something called guest posting. You can go over to another blog and write a blog post for them and link back to yourself. That's going to help your rank. So you can also do things like appearing on podcasts like I'm doing right now. This is another form of consistency. This is another form of creating content. 
So you can also do another thing too, like creating a YouTube video. So things like this will help add everything up. It's like a person that works out. If you work out just one time a week or one time a month, you're not going to see any results. But if you work out consistently at least three to four times a week, that is when you start seeing the results. So, and by working out, when it doesn't mean that if you just work out three times a week, too, you're going to see the result. Doesn't doesn't mean the days you don't work out, you're going to sit on a chair, you're going to eat a lot of junk food, and then you're going to see the result. That's not what's going to happen. It has to be an everyday commitment to it. So anytime you see the opportunity to promote your blog post, to promote your content, to talk more about yourself, you have to take advantage of it. That is a part of consistency. You know, a lot of people believe consistency is, uh, I'm just going to write a blog post every day. I don't have that type of time. I have a full-time job. You know, I have kids and things like that. No, it means you can write one blog post a week, but, but every other day that you don't write a blog post, you're either promoting that blog post, you're either going out, appearing on podcasts to promote the blog post or, or promote yourself. You're creating a YouTube video and things like that. So it's an everyday thing. It's not a one-off thing. In order for you to grow your skills, you have to continuously appear and put yourself out there and grow your own leverage, be your own leverage pretty much. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, I have the question about uh, your strong side. You know, uh, for example, you know, we are talking about marketing and uh, I spoke with 500 marketing experts on my podcast uh, with Neil Patel, Rand Fishkin, Fabrice Canal, many other great marketers. And I found uh, all of them have their strong sides now uh, because uh, today it's important to focus on specific direction. Can you tell what is your strong side and what is your ideal customer uh, which can ooh, uh, which can help uh, most value from you? Yeah. So my major strong suit today is more content creation and content optimization. And it's things like, you know, on-page optimization, uh, figuring out the uh, structure of your website, figuring out the structure of your content, and also local SEO. I'm also very into local because I, when I started my SEO journey, it was really from optimizing Google business profiles before it was called Google My Business. Before then, it was called Google Local. Obviously, now I'm keeping up with this. Google business profiles and um, figuring out how to rank people's uh, Google business profiles in the Google map pack, the three uh, map packs and things like that. So my major strong suit is really on-page optimization and uh, creating proper content structures. And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. And uh, I have two questions left. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I want to ask about your experience uh, because I found that I usually get uh, good results with customers who understand SEO. If they don't understand, I tell them, take my course, learn from that, find stuff on YouTube, on uh, Google, just learn, get the basic. You know, when you have the basic, we can cooperate like a cohesive team. You know, we, we can have uh, goals, uh, we can unite our goals to go ahead. Uh, but if they don't understand, they usually ask, please, I need SEO traffic. What kind of traffic? How this traffic can help? Uh, because I don't care about traffic if uh, this traffic doesn't sell. You know, yeah, I need exactly. sales in the end. <laughs> so uh, let's imagine you started from scratch. You didn't uh, create any course on Udemy. You have no 25 uh, 
thousand uh, students, uh, uh, whatever uh, you have no YouTube channel, you're one of the students. What will you do today to learn more about SEO? Yeah, one of the things I'll do first is I'll go straight to YouTube. I'll go on YouTube and I'll type in search engine optimization. What is it about? And then I'll start watching the videos as I can get it. And then I'll go to Google and look at SEO tools. Then I'll see things like Ahrefs, SEMrush, Uber Suggest, and things like that. Then I'll go into each and every one of these tools and look at the type of blog post that they'll write. Because a lot of the blog posts they'll write will be related to what they're offering and still looking at it. So let's say if I'm a realtor, for example, I might now go to Google and type in things like realtor SEO and see best SEO practices for realtors. Because as much as SEO is generalized, there are certain specific things that might work for specific industries, especially when you start going more in-depth into local SEO and things like that, like citations and, and all those things. So I'll concentrate a lot on educating myself using places like YouTube, educating myself using places like Google. And then if I then want to expand my knowledge a little bit, maybe just a little bit more exclusive content, then I'll go to a place like Udemy and, and look at uh, a piece of content or Skillshare and look at a piece of content there to you know expand my knowledge about SEO and be will and also prepare a timeline that I'll use to learn and I'll also use to implement because uh, without implementing your learning is a is a, a waste of time. It's like a person reading books on how to drive or watching YouTube videos on how to drive but never actually get in a car and driving. So I'll have to implement it myself for that work. Yeah. I agree. I think overlearning only hurts because oh, yes. if you overlearn, then you have no time to act or less time to act because acting provides results. Doing mm -hmm. something provides results, not learning. Mm -hmm. Learning needs to show the door. For example, if you learn, you know what kind of door you need to open, but mm -hmm. the rest depends on acting. You know how you can go to this door, how you can find the way that actually uh, works for you. Because digital marketing, SEO is huge, you know, so you need to find your direction. And mm -hmm. my final question about the future, <laughs> can you forecast what kind of future will be? Because we have AI today, you know, uh, and uh, it's like revolution. Bill Gates said that uh, the uh, yeah, because uh, like uh, uh, AI is related to uh, evolution. And mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly uh, his uh, examples, but he told more about uh, uh, when he created Windows uh, that AI is related to that. But I don't know. So it depends. Uh, I'm interested. What kind of future will be in SEO? Because we have. Bing uh, that created chat on search, Google is going to create or, or even have this chat. Uh, so uh, uh, Bart, uh, it's called Bart. So uh, your prediction about the future? My prediction about the future is more and more people will get very used to AI to the extent where Google might start looking at, uh, Google will start focusing on things that they know will be less AI um, automated. So things like link building will get more and more important in the future. That's how I see it. Because you can create content with AI today. You can do a whole lot of uh, creating titles, metas, and things like that with AI. 
But one of the things that is still lacking, <laughs> you, you, the human touch of going ahead and emailing a bunch of people that you want to write on their blog post, you know, things like appearing on podcasts, you know, creating, um, getting featured in top-notch um, publications like proper press releases, Haro outreach and things like that. It might be able to be scaled up with AI, but people themselves choosing to interact with it is a whole different story. So I believe that Google will start rewarding a ton of um, blog posts and content that do a lot of link building and outreach. And will also, as I said before in the last podcast, they'll also reward a lot of video content as the days come by. Because people still, well, because when it comes to videos, people still want to watch people. They are not yet okay with watching a robot tell them what to do. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you, Chisum. It's a big pleasure to get on my show, yeah. to learn again from you. I enjoy your uh, sharing on my podcast, on uh, my course. Uh, you are so kind to share all this value. So tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Yeah. So uh, if you need a free SEO audit, you can just head over to successtechservices.com. Um, I'll be more than obliged to help you with that. And um, if you want to follow me on uh, YouTube, you can go over to just type in my name, Chisom One and A, on YouTube, and you will pretty much you'll be able to subscribe to me on there. I I put out content, uh, a lot of list posts every single week, and then also um, yeah, you can follow me on um, Facebook at uh, facebook.com/slash-success-tech-services. Uh, so yeah. You can just go on there, interact with me. I'm always very open to um, teaching you guys new things. I'm always very open to working with you, helping you. Always available. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find the link to YouTube, uh, to LinkedIn and website in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, thanks again for your time. Love it, especially on Friday. <laughs> you know, I am so grateful to get all yeah. these skills on Friday. I have time to consume all this data because you always lead me to an emergency room when <laughs> I need to spend time, you know, to learn about that, to think yeah. how to implement because it's not about learning, as you mentioned, it's more about execution, how you execute yeah. the stuff. Okay, guys, thanks a lot for listening and watching us.